John chapter 16. So let me just talk a little bit about who is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth. So when we, we live in a world that they change the truth all the time. I mean, listen, the world has lost its ability to speak into your life the moment they don't want to call a boy a boy and a girl a girl. Amen? They, 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 they have somehow perverted their mind so much that they want to call somebody something that they weren't born and a person, you know, that, that's a person that, that believes they're a girl, and, but they're really a boy, a boy that believes, the, you know, that is called a mental, uh, uh, what do you call it, mental, not disability, but that it, it, it's, it's psychotic. And if they want people to think and to treat them that way, well, you know, that's not, that's not, that's not true. Amen. Now, if a person wants to live their life, they have the freedom to do that, but they don't have the freedom to get me to, to treat them that way. I'll treat them with respect. I'll treat them with integrity. I, I will honor them, you know, but I, I can't play their game. Amen. I have to live in truth. Amen. When, when they try to raise up our children and, and want to present pornography as something that kids should grow up on, you know, even as a little child, they've lost their ability to speak into your life. Amen. When they when they compromise their morals, their values, and, and they, they rearrange them according to an argument, they've lost their, you know, the Bible calls it a reprobate mind. And so why should I follow them and not the word of God? Now, now the, they, the, the battle is they want to remove the word of God. You guys are very privileged to be in church. You know that, right? I don't think you all realize how privileged you are to be in church because half the world right now can't be in church right now. You're very privileged to be in church right now. Amen. And if anyone, you know, you just follow the Holy Ghost. There's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we, we follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I'm doing everything that the Spirit of God tells me. I am not, listen, I am not emotion-led. I'm not fear-led. I am not anxiety-led. I'm not sense-led. I'm Holy Ghost-led. Amen. I'm not pressure led. You could put all the pressure you want on me. There's some people that will come to you. They want to tell you everything that's going on, going on with, with them and, and give you all their stress and all their, their, their trouble so that you will agree with them that they want to. I've had, I've had couples come up to me. I've had a wife come up to me to tell me about all the, the things that are going on with her and why she should get divorced. And, and I'm thinking, Look, this is a you problem. This is not a him problem. You want to walk out of the marriage because of your feelings, but you know, you made a vow before God. You know, the weather changes. How many of y'all know that? Some days you feel cold. Some days you feel hot. Some days you're happy. Some days you're sad, you know? And if you're going to make a decision on the way you feel, you're, you're making a, a decision in the wrong realm. Amen? That's why we have to be Holy Spirit-led because we only know in part if we only see certain things or know certain things and we make a decision not knowing all the truth, we'll end up making the wrong decision. Amen? But when we follow the Holy Ghost, He will always lead you to victory. Amen? The Spirit-led life is the life of victory. And we flow with the Holy Ghost because He inspires, He encourages, He pushes us in a direction, you know, where we feel compelled to go and to do. And, and as we follow the Holy Ghost, we begin to flow with Him. We begin to speak like He speaks and do like the things that He does. Amen. And the glory of God is revealed. 
Amen. And so we're learning how to be spirit led. In John chapter 16, verse 12, Jesus says, There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. How many of you want to know the future? He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The only thing that the Holy Spirit will tell you is what he hears from Jesus. He will only tell you what Jesus has, has done and Jesus has spoken to him about you. Amen. He will communicate the rights and privileges and the blessings of heaven for your life. Amen. And Jesus said, there are many things I want to tell you, but I can't tell you now. But the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that's going to tell you. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit has direction to speak. Amen. And if you're not hearing, it's because you're not listening. You have to position yourself to hear from God. And as you position yourself to hear from God, he will speak to you. Amen. Now go with me to John chapter 6, verse 63. John 6, 63. It says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you our spirit and life. Everybody say spirit and life. Again, spirit and life. So the Holy Ghost is going to speak to you so that he can give you life. He's going to reveal life for you. Life is growth, peace, joy in every area. When you hear from the Holy Ghost in your marriage and you begin to follow the Holy Spirit in your marriage, your marriage is going to grow. When you hear from the Holy Ghost in your own personal life, whether it's at work, whether it's just the way you conduct, raising your children, whatever it is, He's going to give you strength so that you can grow. The word, the, 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 the letter produces death. The things of the flesh produces death. But the Spirit is the one that gives you life. So when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, if you do it, you'll experience life. You might not understand it. You might not know why you're doing it. All you know is that the Holy Ghost is the one that encouraged you to do it. And because he's the one that told you to do it, you did it. And on the other side of that is, a victor, is victory in life. That's why when we have any problems, any, any questions, the Bible says if you ask the Holy Ghost, He will give you the answer. I have never, there's never been a time where I've gone to the Holy Ghost and I said, Lord, give me the answer to this problem. That He's not giving me the answer to the problem. Every single time I've gone up to Him regarding something, He's given me the, an answer. Every now and then he would just tell me, trust me, trust me. And as I begin to follow him and I do what he tells me, he gives me answers so that I could make the decision I need to make and I trust him, I always have victory. I always have life. 
See, the Holy Ghost is so wonderful that He wants to be so connected to your life that you could speak to Him, you could talk to Him, you could fellowship with Him, you could communicate with Him, and He will guide you every step along the way, and it will always produce victory in life. He is the spirit of victory. He is the spirit of life. It all comes through Him. and It, it all will flow through Him when you flow with Him. Amen? And he encourages you. He encourages you. Some people say, well, well, you know, I can't hear from God. Spend time with him. There's some things that you need to do so that you could hear from the Holy Ghost. Because let me just tell you the truth. I don't know about tomorrow. Tomorrow they might pass some sort of law that now we can't even go outside. I've already, I've already experienced all that. Of all the pastors in, in the valley, I was the only one that stood before the, the commission of the county arguing for the rights and privileges to worship in this community. And I had nobody that would stood with me. I tried to find lawyers that I could sue. I, I didn't even know where to... I even called Christian lawyers and every one of them were all fearful. And, but yet I had all these pastors and all these people calling me Pastor, I can't, they're, they're, they won't let me open up my church. We had, we had people coming over here, dropping off cards, making sure that, that we didn't open up for church. I tried to negotiate, listen, we'll do it outside, we'll do this. And, and they said, we don't, want, we don't want anyone to hear what you have to say. I'm thinking, don't you understand that there are going to be people dying in the hospitals without even being able to say goodbye to their family? Don't you understand there's going to be funerals where there will be a couple of people will be able to be in that room? And you want to keep the body of Christ and the ministers of the gospel from preaching the truth to them and ministering to them and preparing them for heaven? I know you want to keep them alive, but I want to keep them alive forever. There are people on their way to hell. And the only thing that's standing in, the, in their way is a preacher. If there's ever a time to gather, it's now. If I was you, every time this church is open, I'd, I'd be here for morning, morning prayer. I'd be walking the property. I'd be spending time with God. I would be make sure I'm here early, hearing the gospel. Why? Because there's going to be a time where this will be against the law. Why? Because because this is the this will give you freedom and victory. But they don't want you to be part of the spirit life. They want you to operate in the natural life, so they could govern you with fear. It's all that carrot and stick. I'll give you a little carrot. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. Stay at home. I'll give you a little stimulus. You have a bunch of kids. I'll give you a little bit more money. Everybody's very happy when they get that, those checks. They don't realize that the kids are the ones that are going to pay for it. Amen? And there's going to be a time that you're not going to have Pastor Kevin to preach to you. You can't send him a message and say, pray for me, I'm going through some stuff. The person next to you, might not, you might not have any communication with them. I mean, even now the government is saying that they want to start, they want to start censoring your text messages. Your phone calls, your text messages, your internet, your mail. You can't go out. You can't. Oh, but you got TV and you got all the movies you want to watch. And you get stimulus. Stimulus. I have a God. His name is Jesus. It's not government. 
He's the one I serve. He's the one I live for. He's the one I follow. And I'll walk in love, and I'll walk in peace, and I'll lay down my life. I've done it many times, but God keeps on saying a little bit longer. For the gospel, for the gospel. But I tell you all this because if we're not here, there's still one that is with you. And he is the Holy Ghost. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will, he will, he will help you. He's the spirit of truth so that when you hear about stuff going on and, and they try to, to get you to walk in fear, but the Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. You're going to be all right. Trust me. We have to be the ones that are like Jesus sleeping on the bottom of the boat, even though everybody thinks that the boat is going down. <laughs> what did Jesus do? He woke up and he said, oh, you of little faith. And he commanded the wind and the storm to cease, and it ceased. Don't you know that you have that power and that authority in the name of Jesus? But you'll never know it unless you follow the Holy Ghost because what the Holy Spirit does, he will provoke you into action so that you can release your faith so that things will change. What did he tell, what did he tell uh, uh, Moses? Stretch out your rod. And when he stretched out the rod, the water split. Everything that God does, he uses you to release his power. That's why we are led by the Spirit of God, so that the Spirit of God can use us so that the power of God can be in operation. That's why the Bible says the believer will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We have to lay hands on the sick so they can recover. And sometimes that sick person might be you. You got to lay hands on yourself so that you can recover. Amen. Everything is being led by the Holy Ghost. Everything that we do, it, we're following the Spirit of God. Amen. And I wanted to share this with you because I have to treat every message as it's our last. Last year when we knew that God, that, that God was giving us that direction, the Spirit of God was telling us that things are going in that direction, we did a whole series on heaven so that the fear of death was removed off of all of you. Amen? How can you be afraid if you're ready to go to heaven? Amen? When I go to funerals, I'm not sad for the person that is, that, you know, we're celebrating their life. I'm sad for everybody else because we can't see them. But I go to that, um, there are many times I see that person and I'm, like, I'm thinking, I'm jealous where you're at, you're with Jesus. That's where I want to be. Amen. But the Bible says that we, you know, to be absent from the bodies, to be present from the, with the Lord. But we are here so that we can minister to others. Amen. If we're going to serve God and we're going we're gonna to walk and we're going to be who God calls us to be, we have to follow the Holy Ghost. This is not something that you do in your own strength. It is the Spirit of God that leads you, that provokes you, that you begin to flow with Him like a river flows. Amen. Wherever He goes, I go. Whatever He tells me to say, I will say. Do, I will do. There are times that God will tell me to go someplace and I go. Then He'll say, leave, and I leave quickly. Whenever I go in any, any situation to minister to somebody, the Lord will, I'm, always, I'm just listening. Holy Ghost, what do you want me to do? And when, I, when he tells me to do, I step out of faith and I do it. 
Amen. I don't put no confidence in myself. I don't put no confidence in my words, my abilities or my strength. My full confidence and expectation is the Holy Ghost. Amen. I just trust him. I believe him. Whatever he tells me to do, I do. Amen. My job is to, to hear and be obedient. Amen. Now, if I'm not obedient and he has been clear to me, then people will not receive from God. God has to look for somebody else to release the blessing. Amen. That's why we are servants of the most high God. Whenever he tells you to do, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, do it. We tell him, yes, sir. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I'm ready to go where you want me to go. Say what you want me to say. Do what you want me to do. And after I lay down my life, praise the Lord. It's for your glory. My life is not my own. I've been bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. So when I stand in any position, I'm not worried about what will happen because I know the Spirit of God is the one that brought me there. I, I, first time I went to, I went to a, a prison, I went to a juvenile, and the doors were open for me to go and minister to them. And, and I walked in there, I felt so much fear and oppression. And, and I saw the, 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 the teens that were in that program. And you see the sadness. And you could just feel the, the wickedness of the enemy. So many people that were, so many young people that just wanted to give, give up on life. And I'm sitting there in that room and, and I could just feel that oppression. And I started, I, I started talking to the Holy Ghost. I said, Holy Spirit, what is, what is this? And he says, this is oppression of the people that are here. They've been broken. They've been hurting. The devil's been trying to kill them. Many of them are practicing occultic practices. Their lives are so broken. And he began to speak to them. This is that oppression that's been upon them. Wherever they go, they feel this oppression upon them. That's why they act and they do the things. Because the spirits that are upon their life of, of, of fear and pain and, and misery is upon them. So they act according to the spirit that's leading them. And I'm, I'm listening to the Holy Ghost. And I said, well, Lord, you have given me victory over these spirits. You have given me authority over these spirits. And so I begin to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of oppression over this place. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over this devil. In Jesus' mighty name. Matter of fact, right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the attention of the people in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, I, I, I come against every hindrance from you hearing the word of God this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And I felt that oppression, even though it was really thick in there. The moment I began to come against those spirits that were upon those people's lives, it began to break. It began to lift. I felt a freedom in the name of Jesus. I felt a freedom in the name of Jesus. So that when the, when the cadets came in and the juveniles came in and I began to preach the gospel, that spirit that was holding them was forever broken. They were set free. They all gave their life to Jesus Christ. And I began the ministry of discipling them and raising them in the things of God. We don't go by what we see. We follow the Holy Ghost. I don't care what the news says. There's only one news that, that I listen to, and that's the word of God, the good news. Amen? That's the truth. 
We only know in part when they tell you something in, 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 in news. You can't trust that. You have to put your faith in the Word of God. And if you put your faith in the Word of God, it will not come back void. It will produce for your life and you'll experience the blessing of the Lord. Amen? That's why you have to hear from the Holy Ghost. You have to follow the Holy Ghost. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And sometimes you have to make a stand. When the Holy Ghost tells you to do something and the world tells you you can't do it, you have to decide who you're going to follow. You have to make a stand and say, no, I will preach the gospel. You will not shut my mouth. I'd rather be under a tree outside than be in the most beautiful church without the presence of God. If the, wherever the Holy Ghost wants me to be, that's where I want to be. And I've learned to be in complete peace wherever he leads me. It doesn't matter. I can tell you the first time a devil started rising up and one of my, you know, came, a person came to the church and I could tell there was, he was demonically possessed and the Holy Ghost said, cast them out. And the moment I saw that person, I already knew that that devil had to go. I laid hands on them. I said, in the name of Jesus, get out. And he left. Amen. I could even tell you one time, there was a man sitting towards the front of the row and he was just in oppression the whole service, angry the whole service. Amen. At the end of the service, we prayed, we ministered, had a great service because I preached amazing, it was powerful, it was awesome. One of the greatest preachers ever. Pastor Kevin. And after the service, he, he was the last person. And I went to him and, and I sat down next to him and he was just sitting in that chair angry. And he pulled out a knife, put it on his lap. He said, my wife has been having an affair and I'm gonna kill her and him. And I came to church today to see if you could talk me out of it. You learn how to pray in tongues real quick right then and there. I didn't draw back. I put my arm around the man. I began to pray God upon his life. We cast that devil out of him and he left this place free. Amen. You have to follow the Holy Ghost. Let me, let me, I want to share this with you. You have to present yourself before God. One of the reasons why people, the Spirit of God is not real to people, they come to church and they feel the presence of God, they enjoy things of God, they, 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 they laugh at all the right moments and Pastor Kevin's preaching, that's following the Holy Ghost in my opinion. But you don't present yourself before God. You know, you don't, you don't get married and go halfway. You give everything to that wife, to that husband. You give everything to God. The two become one. You don't go halfway. That's why I don't understand prenup prenuptial agreements. 
Oh, you're my life. You're my everything. I want to be one with you. I love you for the rest of our life. But sign right here because I got this thing I don't want you to have. When If someone's presenting prenuptial agreements to you, listen, you're amazing. I can't live without you. I want you to be my wife. But I need you to sign right here because you can't have this. Because, you know, if something were to happen, wait a minute, we're not one. Amen. I don't care what you have. The two become one. Do you all agree with me? But when we come before God, we have to present ourselves before God. Have you presented yourself before God? Well, pastor, I've been saved. Yes, you've been saved. But have you presented yourself before God? Where you go before God, you say, Father, here I am. I give you everything. Fill me. Holy Spirit, use me. I present myself before you to be used by you. Please use me for your glory. I want to serve you, Lord. I want to live for you. Holy Spirit, please give me power to serve you. Fill me to the over. I present myself before you. I, 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 we've cast many devils. I've been, I've been all over the world. I've seen, I've seen some of the most wicked stuff. People that have been so broken. And as soon as that devil leaves, they're instantly healed and set free. I can tell you so many stories about what the devil has done and some of the hurt that he's put in the people's lives because the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the devil does. There are many people that are demonically oppressed and possessed and they don't even know it because it's become so normal for them to be broken and, and in pain. It's so normal for them to live that way that they just taking it as an identity. And if you say, well, there, I know there's devils in, in Africa. I've seen more devils in the United States than I've seen in Africa. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. And I've seen that brokenness. But, and people say, oh, they're, they're, they're so broken. They're, they're so wicked. They, they've done so many negative things because they're, they're demonically possessed. And you can see the trail of hurt and the pain. Some of you might even have them in your family and you could think about the pain that they inflict and, and it's because, the, because demonic forces have been holding on to them and they're hurting people. Understand this, you're being controlled by a spirit. Which spirit are you being controlled by? Are you being controlled by demonic spirits or the Holy Spirit? Because if you're not following the Holy Ghost, something else is controlling you. I love it. All, all my ministers are praying in the spirit because they're like, oh, pastor's going for it. <laughs> so if you see the pain that, that one person demonically possessed, and understand this, it's not the person's fault. It's the devil that's been operating them because the devil's always going to operate according to what it is. So if it's a demonic spirit of, of anger, that person's always going to be angry. And, and they'll even tell you, I don't, I don't even realize what I did. I don't even realize what I did because they don't because they're controlled by a demonic spirit. Murder, fear, whatever it is. And whatever, 
whatever uh, happens, that spirit is the one. You, even, even, even you, you could, there are times you'll even talk to them. Who are you? And they'll say, I'm, I'm lust, I'm anger, I'm fear, I'm, I'm envy, I'm, I'm unforgiveness. And you see the trail, the fruits of, their, of that person. It's the fruits of the spirit that's controlling that person of death and misery and hurt and pain. That is an operation. So if one person controlled by devils can cause so much pain, what can happen if one person being moved and, and flowing with the Holy Ghost, how much life and peace and joy and freedom can flow through that person's life? The Spirit gives life. But it's not just your life. It's life to anyone it gets around. There are times I walk in a room and, and instantly whatever was in there breaks. Just me walking in. I've shared this story before. I was, uh, I was traveling, uh, taking a flight from Harlingen to New York City. And I walked in the plane and there was a girl that was sitting in, the, in, in, her, in her chair. And as soon as I walked in, she says, Oh, Pastor Kevin is on this plane. I know this plane is not going to crash. I looked at her and said, no, you're good. <laughs> this plane is not going to crash. We're going to get to our location. It's going to be great. We're going to have a wonderful trip. You just enjoy God. You be at peace. Amen. But is it because of Kevin? Or is it because of the container of Kevin carrying the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost? What spirit's controlling you? That's why you have to present yourself before God to let Him know you're of service. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Say that with me. Here I am, Lord. Use me. You have to present yourself because the only way the Spirit of God can use you is if you yield yourself to Him. If you present yourself to Him. And this is not a one-time thing. This is a daily thing. This is all the time. Someone says, how can I walk in the Spirit? You recognize Him and you surrender to Him. I'll do that today. Wonderful. We'll pray. Do that today. But what about tomorrow? Can the Spirit use you tomorrow? Can He use you the rest of your life? Let me just tell you, living for God is the easiest life. There's troubles. There are problems, and all the problems and all the troubles are real, are like far greater than you. They are way greater than you. Like there's no way that you can answer or lift that problem in your strength. No way. But when you live for the Lord and you allow the Spirit of God to lead you, you learn just to give it all to Him and wait for His answer. And people will come to you, what are you going to do about that? I'm not going to do anything. What about that problem? What are you going to do about it? I'm not doing anything. The Holy Ghost is going to do it. It's not my problem. It's His problem. I yielded my life to Him. So if there's any issue, take it up with my Master. Amen? So I yield to the Holy Ghost, to be used by the Holy Ghost over and over and over. I present myself. Look at your neighbor and say, present yourself before the Lord. That's why worship and praise is so important. 
Because when I worship and I praise Him, I'm lifting Him up. I am edifying Him. I am ministering unto Him. And as I begin to spend time with Him and minister to Him, He begins to speak to my heart. He begins to, to give me direction. And then I begin to step into His plan. And as I step into His plan, everything that I do has been ordered by the Lord. So I have no fear. I have no fear. I don't, I don't have any stress. I don't worry about a single thing. I don't worry about a single thing. Why? Because I know that if He is with me, I could do all things. Amen? Can God use you? Will you present yourself before the Lord to be a service unto Him? And, and it's, a, it's powerful because all the limits come off your life. You're no longer thinking about your future. I just want to live for the Lord. But, but pastor, what about my business? If your business is not a part of God's plan, then you're not going to have a business very long. To what extent do I yield myself to God? Well, Jesus said this, if you love your family more than you love me, you have to love the Lord more than you love yourself. That's the, the walk of God. That's the spirit-filled life. But pastor, you know, I, 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 want, I want to serve God, but I got all these plans. You have to be like Elisha when the call of God came upon his life and the mantle of Elijah came upon him. And, and, and he said, well, let me say goodbye to my family. Elijah, Elijah, Elijah said, what, what do I have to do with that? Elisha went back and he, 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 he went to his ox. He was, he was farming. He went to the ox and he killed the ox. He he. he roasted it, he, he, he boiled it, he gave it to the poor. In other words, he cut off his past so that he could accept his future. Some of you have to cut off your past so you can accept the future that God has for you. That it's no longer your life, it's his life. It's no longer your will, it's his will. It's no longer you making the decision, it's him making the decision for your life. Well, pastor, I really want to marry this girl. Have you asked the Holy Spirit about it? What did he tell you? He said, yes. Then what are you waiting for? Hello? I'm not talking to anybody in general. Just people in that direction. No pressure. I am licensed to do those things. What I'm trying to say is, whatever God tells you to do, do it. Yield yourself to God. Present yourself before the Lord. Amen? And God can use every single one of you. But pastor, you don't know my past. I don't care about your past. I'm not the one that qualifies you. It's the Holy Ghost that does it. But pastor, I'm a girl. I'm not supposed to preach. But it's the Spirit of God moving you. It's going to be a fire shut up in your bones. I won't be able to stop you from preaching. Awfully quiet in this conservative Baptist church today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, the way, the way I see my position as a pastor is I don't see you just as visitors to a church. I, I see you as spiritual children that I'm responsible of giving you the truth so that you could grow in the things of God. Just like a father is responsible of putting a house over your, your head and food on your table and 
protecting you. I see the same thing as a pastor. But pastor, you don't know me. Well, whose fault is that? I want to know you. I love you, even though I, I'm getting to know you. But that's the, the, that's the realm. That, so when I speak to you, I'm not just speaking because it's a good message. I'm speaking to you because God has put such a love inside of me for you. And I want you to be prepared for whatever comes in the future. Well, what do I do? Ask the Holy Ghost. Go get the answer where I get the answer from. Amen? It's the Spirit that gives life. So that when I spend time with the Lord, I just want him to speak to me. Give me direction. Feel me, Lord. Use me, Lord. There was this, this one young lady who grew up in the church. And as a little kid, she was, we would teach her and we would minister to her. And in the children's church, she learned that the Spirit of God would use her. She went to the schoolyard. And she went to her friends in the middle of the park. And she said, all of you. Stand in front of me. So like four or five of her little friends stood in front of her. She said, lift up your hands. The Holy Ghost wants to touch you. This girl was like six, seven years old. And so the friends are like, okay. Close your eyes. So she closed her eyes. And she laid hands on them. And they all got touched by the Holy Ghost. Some of those kids were getting touched by God for the very first time. This is something that the Lord has been putting this urgency in my spirit, man. Parents, you need to teach your children how to have times with the Holy Ghost. As fathers and mothers, you have to present your kids before God and say, Father, bless my child, touch my child, Holy Spirit, use them. And then teach them how to worship, teach them how to praise, teach them how to get into the presence of God. The Bible says that when we go pray, we go, we, we lock the door, we get in the closet, we lock the door. You have to teach your children how to get alone with God. Because there's some problems that they're going to deal with that you're not going to have an answer to. And you're not going to be able to help them through. When they rise up, they're going to try to pull out every single bit of God that's been put inside of them. And unless you put the Holy Ghost inside of them, they're not going to have much, much future. But if you present them before God... When was the last time, parents, that you've gone and you put your hands on your kids and say, Father, this is my, my son. Father, this is my daughter. I present her to you. Use her for your glory, Lord. Let her always know your presence, God. Those prayers will mean a lot for them in the future. They'll remember that their parents loved them so much that they wouldn't stop praying over them. Do you know how many people that we minister today that are already adults live in life and when they first come and have an encounter with God in this church they with tears in their eyes their, their testimony is no one's ever prayed for me in my life I remember praying with a man 40 something years old and crying crying because no one's ever prayed for him in his life I remember just recently I've been ministering to a lot of people never been to church before. I'm telling, I'd be dead if I didn't have God. I'm telling you the truth. If it wasn't for Jesus and his love for me, there's no way I would be alive today. But I thank God that I had a praying mother, 
I had a praying father that presented me before the Lord and they ministered to me, they prayed over me and they taught me how to worship the Lord. Amen. Is this blessing you today? When you hear something on the news that's contrary to faith, contrary to life, contrary to the truth, rebuke it. Hello? When they say, oh, there's going to be a spread of pandemic, hospitals are going to be full, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And they start talking about these new variants that are rising up that they, they, they're saying that it could kill one in every three people. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. It will not come near our house. It will not touch my city. It will not touch my community. It shall not affect us in the name of Jesus. I take everything into the spirit. Everything I take it into the spirit. I don't want to deal with it in the natural. I don't have the answers in the natural. I don't, I don't, I don't care how many books I might have read. I don't care how much education I have. I don't care how intellectual I might be. You don't have the answers, but the Holy Ghost does. And God has given us power over the enemy. Amen. Say, I have power over all the works of the enemy. I walk in victory. The Spirit of God leads me. He is the Spirit of victory. And He's leading me. So in my future is victory. In my, in my today is victory. Wherever I go, whatever I do, victory upon victory upon victory. In Jesus' name, for the glory of the Lord. For the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all receive that today. Give God praise. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know we got a wedding today. Praise God. And they got cake. And I know Pastor Eli prayed over the cake that the, the calories will not be impactful in your body. I want to encourage you today. And there's no, there's no way that we could go fully in. But I want to encourage you today if you would like to present yourself before the Lord. Present yourself before the Holy Ghost today. I want to pray right where you're at. Because I believe that God has such an incredible, powerful, wonderful plan for your life. But it's not you doing it. It's the Spirit of God doing it through you. But you have to present yourself before the Lord. And I believe that as you present yourself before the Lord today, that when you go home, the Holy Ghost is going to pull you aside. And he's going to take you all the way through. I was in a service like this, and the minister was talking about the Spirit of God, and people were being touched by the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't until in the evening time, I was, I was only about six years old. It wasn't until the evening time where I was all alone and I, I, told, I talked to God. I said, Holy Spirit, if you're, if you're real, will you come and touch me? I presented myself before the Lord to be touched and filled by him. And that night, the Spirit of God came in and touched me. I'm praying that the Lord will do something similar to you and even greater. But you first have to present yourself before the Lord.
and give them opportunity. Give them opportunity. And we do that every day. I present myself before you, Lord. Fill me to the overflow. Use me, Holy Ghost, for your glory. I just want to be with you. I want to know you. I, 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 want, I want to experience your presence, Lord. So I wait in your presence. I spend time with you. You're so good, God. And as you begin to worship and spend time with the Lord, you get still with God and the Spirit of God. You'll even sense His presence walking in. And He'll come and put His arms of love around you. And He'll begin to minister to you and tell you of things to come because that's what Jesus said. Jesus said He's going to take the things of mine and He's going to show it to you. And all that He has for you is truth. All that He has for you is victory. Everyone, close your eyes for a moment. Before you can present yourself before God to be used by the Holy Ghost, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. There are people here today that they do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I want to tell you that God loved you so much that He sent Jesus, His only Son, to die on the cross for your sins. He, he carried your sins to the cross and was buried. And three days later, He rose again. And if you would give your heart to God, he, you will accept the blood of Jesus for the payment of your sins, but you will also accept a new life in Christ Jesus. Jesus wants to come and live on the inside of you. God loves you. And, and I know you might have some things that you say, Pastor, I've done so many negative things, but today's a new day in Christ Jesus. Jesus died for sinners like you. He wants to make you righteous. He wants, to, he wants to forgive you. He wants to release you from the guilt and the shame of yesterday. But you must come to the Lord and give your life to God. If you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins and to come and live on the inside of you, when I count to three, lift up your right hand and we'll pray a prayer of salvation and you will be born again. You'll be saved. You'll, be, you'll become part of the family of God. Maybe you have given your heart to God, but for some reason you've fallen away. But today you want, to re you, want to, you want to restore your relationship. Today you want to repent of the past and you want to, a, a new beginning with God. This is your, your time before the Lord. The Bible says if you will confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you every single time. So if that's you, my friend, this prayer is, this prayer is for you as well. If you'd like to give your heart to God or rededicate your life to Jesus, when I count to three, lift up your right hand and we will pray the prayer of salvation together. This is your moment. This is your time. If you want to give your heart to God or rededicate your life to Jesus, on the count of three, lift up your right hand. One, two, three. Lift it up wherever you're at. Praise God. God bless you. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Praise God. Lord, I thank you for those that are giving their heart to you, Father God, and those that are rededicating their life to you, Lord. And I thank you, Spirit of God, that you are the one that lead them to this moment. Hallelujah. I want everyone to, to close their eyes and, and say this prayer out loud with our brothers and sisters. Say this out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. I thank you for saving my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways. Use me for your glory. I believe that I'm born again and I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen.
Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, just like this oil bottle, hallelujah. I celebrate everyone that has given their heart to God today, and I welcome you to the family. But just like this oil bottle, if you're going to pour, you have to take the lid off so that it can be poured in. The Holy Ghost wants to pour himself on, on you today. I want you to present yourself before God so that he can fill you up again. Amen. Hallelujah. And I know we're going to do a, a wedding ceremony and they're going to present themselves before the Lord and we're going to pray. But just as an act of faith, and we're just going to, I'm just going to say a simple prayer and the Lord is going to begin to do the work. But when you get home, amen, look at your neighbor and say, when I get home, I have a date with the Holy Ghost. When you get home, just get alone with God sometime tonight and say, Holy Spirit, here I am. And your lover will come in. Amen. So I want you to do something, if you can, as an act of opening your heart to receive. Just hold out your hands like this. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Say this out loud. Lord Jesus, thank you for sending your spirit to live inside of me and to come upon me. Holy Ghost, I present myself as a vessel for you to fill. Come Holy Ghost, fill me to the overflow. Come upon my life, use me for your glory. I present myself to be your servant, to follow your leading. I will, I will hear from you, Lord, and I will be obedient. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all receive that today? Amen. Praise God. Just give God praise. Tell your neighbor tonight, tell your neighbor tonight, I got a date with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. And understand this. Don't just go in there and say, okay, I got 10 minutes. Sit down on the floor. Get yourself comfortable. Put your phone away. And say, here I am, Lord. I present myself to you. Come, Holy Spirit. Now, let me just tell you something about what's going to happen. And I... I already, I, I sense this in my spirit, man. There's going to be some radical things that are going to happen in there. And some of you are going to be so tempted to get out of that room because you've never yielded yourself in an intimate way to the Holy Ghost. Because understand when the Spirit of God comes, there's liberty. There can't be two spirits in there. There's only going to be one. And the greater one is going to kick out the other. Amen. Now, listen. For some of you, or most of you, it's going to be beyond your comprehension. Amen? If you can allow the Holy Ghost to take you all the way through, stay. Look at your neighbor and say, stay. Don't be quick to go. Don't be quick to go. Stay. 
And I promise you something. When the Spirit of God is done, it's going to be like heaven on earth. You're going to be so free. You're going to know that you know that you know. And you're going to walk out of that room completely changed by His glory. Amen? How many of you have had encounters with the Holy Ghost like that before? Amen? And, and, and for others, it is our responsibility. You know, to tell you the truth, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm kind of like that, that, that guy at the pool. You know, there's those kids that they go to the pool and they're like just touching the little, little thing of water. And they see all the kids playing. They all want to jump. You know, they're like, oh, I want to go there. But, you know, I'm afraid to go in. I'm the kid that goes behind them and pushes them. <laughs> Look at you and say, just jump in. And stay in. You're going to see the glory of God. Amen. Who's going to do that tonight? Praise God. Amen. David, you're going to do that tonight? Yeah. You do it tonight. Amen. And, and then you message me afterwards. Amen. All I know is I'm going to get a bunch of bros. That's what happens when David gets excited. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Hallelujah. After you have time with the Holy Ghost, your house is ready for tomorrow. I don't care what the news says. You're ready. You're ready. You're good. You got the provision. You got what you need. You got it all. Hallelujah. Whatever they put on TV. <laughs> Newscaster, I, we don't know what we're going to do. All this stuff is happening. Let me go to my, my closet. <laughs> and you come out, I know what to do. I know what to do. Amen? Ain't that right, Andrew? Has it been good to you? Hallelujah. It's good being alone with God. You come out different, Amen? You come out different. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's very difficult to live in sin when you're so full of the Lord. It's hard to walk in the darkness when you're walking in the light. Impossible. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone says, Pastor, how do I, how do I stay victorious over sin? Stay in the light. Stay in the light. You can't carry the, the darkness into the light. The darkness runs away. You'd be like, oh, I got this, this demonic stronghold of of alcohol, but I like the Holy Ghost, so I'm going to go in there. And the, where, where are you going? Where are you? Darkness runs from the light. That's why when I started talking about the Holy Ghost, I saw little people getting up, getting up, getting up, getting up. Why? Because they couldn't deal with the devils that, that, that are stirring in them. I have to get out of this place. This is too much of God. You see what I mean? I've been talking, I've been, I've been just, you know, so many people are saying, well, you know, we just need to do this. And we get more people if we do this. No, we just need the Holy Ghost. That's all we need. We just want more of the Holy Spirit. That's all we need. Hallelujah. Can you praise Him for the next 30 seconds? 
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Come on, somebody shout praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready? How many of y'all feel ready? Are you ready? Doesn't matter what, what the news says. I'm ready. I'm covered. I'm blessed. I'm strong in the Lord. I got the Spirit of God in me. Me, God, we're good. We're good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen.